Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. I know how it feels, man. And then someone tells you to turn it down and you're like, wait, no. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I have enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed this series. One, for me personally studying it. Two, um, listening to, last week I enjoyed listening to Ashley talk about fasting. And if you look, like we're, we're looking at Matthew chapter 6. And I know what my wife has. I, I, when I said, hey, will you teach this? I was like at a loss. I was like, boy, I feel bad giving this to her. I don't know why, but she like comes up the other night and she was talking about it. And I was like, wow, it was definitely for you to preach this and not me because I like, <laughs> I was like, I had no idea when it came, when I came to look at these scriptures, I was like, I know this is the direction, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to preach. And I was just like, well, dump it on someone else. Someone else's problem now. <laughs> Kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, I believe that she's going to do an awesome job today as she preaches and delivers the word. I know God's given her something to preach. And so, Michelle, why don't you, why don't you come? Something got unplugged. Did you turn off the power there? Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's not important. I found okay. it. It was unplugged. It's okay. All right, Michelle, you can preach. I'm so excited to be in the house of the Lord with all my friends today. I was, this morning, I was like, oh, how should I, like, say hello to everyone? And I was excited to be with my friends. I was like, wait, are they really my friends? And I was like, I better Google it and see what the definition of a friend is. And it was someone that you have a um, something in common with. So I am excited that I have... Um, worshiping the King of Kings in common with each of you. So that means we're all friends. So, yeah. praise God. <laughs> Even if you don't like me. Oh, oh, man. So, amen. You guys ready to get out to lunch early today? <laughs> I don't. Oh, man, no. Okay. So, we have been talking... Um, about Matthew 6 um, in particular. And so it's been a really good series. We've been talking about getting connected. Um, and so I'm excited to, uh, um, I've been really touched by this series. If you missed any, um, I would encourage you to go back and rewatch them because they were excellent. So just to kind of set the stage a little bit. So in Matthew, Um, We see where, um, prior to chapter 6, we see where Jesus goes and he gets baptized. Um, And then he goes out to the wilderness and he fasts for 40 days. Um, And so this is all prior to him telling the people what to do. So he's already giving, like, an example of what to do. So he goes and fasts for 40 days. Now, I don't know about you, but... um, I cannot personally fast for 40 days, (laughs) like 24 hours. I'm like, 
I'm starving. <laughs> so anyways, he goes and does it for 40 days. Um, and then right at the end of his fast, we see where the devil comes up to tempt him. Um, so um, that's right. I feel like that's when the enemy steps in, right when you're at your weakest. And he's like, oh, you're hungry? Oh, you're weak? Well, let me just whisper in your ear a little bit. So he tempts him at three, we, see, we read about three different um, times. He, the first two times, um, Jesus gives him scripture and, you know, he, he um, defers him to the word of God. Um, but at the, by the third time, we see where the devil's offering him all the kingdoms of the world. And if you just, the devil is saying this, if you just bow down to me, worship me, you'll have all the kingdoms of the world. So, of course, by this time, I'm just assuming that he's getting a little hangry. He's getting a little annoyed by the devil. Keep trying to, like, tempt him. Keep trying to twist the word around. <clears throat> so at this point, we read where he says, Go away, Satan. <laughs> For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And so at that point, we see um, that's the end of his tempting. Um, so whenever you're fasting <laughs> or whenever you're, you're just going through it and you know the enemy's attacking you, just be like, go away, Satan, <laughs> and he will flee from you. So um, then we go into, um, he calls his first four disciples. So we read about Jesus. He's growing up. He's like, doesn't start his ministry till uh, his 30s-ish, I think. So... Uh, he's calling his disciples to travel with him and spread the gospel. Um, and then in chapter 5 is where we start reading about the Sermon on the Mount. So this is where um, many he talks about many different topics. So if you've been wondering, like, hey, what is my next step? I'm already praying. I'm already fasting. Okay, now what do I do? This is an excellent chapter to read through chapter 5 of Matthew. It goes through a ton of different topics. Um, if you want to take your step or your relationship with God to the next step, this is an excellent place to look. Um, so then in chapter 6 is where we started um, this Get Connected series. Um, Zach talked about, so two weeks ago, Zach talked about the Lord's Prayer. So if you see the signs he talked about, we had those up for prayer on Saturday. So if you're not familiar with it, the Lord's Prayer um, is uh, like an example of how we are to pray. Um, and it's teaching us um, how to pray. So it starts with, um, right here it starts, our Father who art in heaven. So it's talking about uh, your relationship with him. Like you can talk to him like you're talking to a friend or um, like it's talking about just like greeting him. <laughs> And then it goes into, hallowed be thy name, so worshiping. Um, when In your prayer life, you, when you start like, hello, God, <laughs> and then you give worship. And then the next step in the prayer is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So praying for God's will in your life. This is one of the hardest parts because uh, I always think that I know best. So <laughs> uh, praying that God's will be done and not... Um, not your own will, 
Um, and then it switches over here. Um, it's a little tiny, give us this day our daily bread. So what are uh, like community, what are my needs? Um, praying for things that you need in your life. And the next one is forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So uh, this is also a really hard one to forgive. Am I right? <laughs> so uh, when someone hurts you, man, it hurts. You don't want to always forgive, but Christ has forgiven us, right? So it's important for us to also forgive others. Um, like the Bible talks about, if you don't forgive others, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. So when you're praying, uh, if you're having a hard time forgiving someone, ask God to help you. Say, like, please help me forgive this person or whatever. Uh, the next part goes into, I did not have good eyes. <laughs> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So a spiritual battle, what are you going through spiritually? Pray, pray about it. For thine is the kingdom and the power. Uh, be kingdom-minded. Like, uh, focus on what God wants for the kingdom. And then it goes into ending it in praise and uh, and the glory forever is the last part. Uh, I have it written down here. I don't know why I didn't just read that, but anyways. And then ending it with amen, so be it. So that's what that, um, just ending it with amen. Let it be, Lord, everything that you prayed. So anyway, so that was the prayer. If you're not sure how to start your relationship with God, you're not sure how to start prayer, this is an excellent um, uh, like layout you can go through. Take like 30 seconds on each, each step and you'll have, you know, you'll be spending time in prayer. So, and then last week, Ashley talked about fasting. And how it's like a car where the governor's taken out. We can live on prayer, but when you start adding fasting into your life, and you, uh, she compared it how the if the governor is taken out of a car, it can go, like it's the limit of it can go faster. So when you add fasting into your life, you can just go from zero to sixty in your relationship with God. So, um, and then. We already see what Jesus had already fasted earlier, prior to Matthew 6. So he's just not telling us to, like, just go do something he's never did. It's not something like a do as I say, not, or a, yeah, do as I say, not as I do kind of situation. He has already given the example. So that's really cool. Um, so when we pray and when we fast, just know you might become a target for temptation um, it's, it, we saw it with Jesus, so we are not exempt from it either, and he is much stronger <laughs> than I am, so, um, it could be much easier for the devil to come in and whisper things or tempt us, so just know that when you start taking steps towards God and you start building that relationship, that it might not always be easy. You might come into temptations, you might come into hard times, but I promise you, if you keep pushing on and you keep trusting God, that it is going to be okay. So, um, just living uh, that life and trusting God. Um, because if you're not doing anything, if you just come to church on Sunday morning, you put in your time, and like that's it, and you're not really a threat to the devil. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I... I want to 
could be a threat because like, let's face it, like this world is not forever. We need to be telling others about Christ. So when you're praying, so now you, you, you've been praying, we're fasting. Okay, so now, now what do I do? So let's take a look at um, Matthew 6 and the next step. Um, we read about prayer, we read about fasting. Now it's talking about God and our possessions. Cringe. <laughs> Nobody, when I was reading this, I was like, this is the worst. Why did he give this to me? <laughs> I don't want to talk about people's possessions or their money. My word, like nobody, like you just leave that stuff alone. Like nobody wants to talk about your finances like that. That's my business where I spend my money. <laughs> so, um, but let's see what the Bible says. So I won't give you my opinions. We'll just look right to the word. And so please don't get mad at me. This is what the word of the Lord says. You can take it up with him. <laughs> so Matthew 6 um, starting in verse 19, this is right after, um, it's talking about fasting. So it says, don't store up yourselves treasures on earth where moth or rust destroy and where thieves break in to steal. So it's talking about how the things on earth are temporary, right? Like you cannot take your items with you to heaven. Like I can't take, uh, I don't know. You can't take your motorcycle to heaven. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So things of this earth will not last forever. You can go to any junkyard. You can go to any thrift store. And you can see that things deteriorate. So have you ever, like, moved from, like, an apartment to, like, a house or, like, a house to an apartment or – and you just have – stuff <laughs> like you start packing up your house and you throw things you're like why did I why did I keep this and then your realtor comes in and they're like you need to clean up all your counters you need to clean off your bathroom counters you need to get rid of some stuff around here nobody likes to look at your junk and you're like this is good stuff okay <laughs> this is good stuff don't be calling my stuff junk <laughs> so you start packing up your not junk <laughs> And you put it in boxes really nice, and you get it all stacked up, and you sell the house, and you get it in your U-Haul, and you take it to the storage unit, or take it to your new garage, and you start unpacking, and you're like, why did I waste a box on these paper plates that were from a birthday party from five years ago? Why? Why am I like this? <laughs> and then... You have those boxes that just kind of sit around for a while. They maybe sit in the garage in the corner or in the basement. Does anyone, does anyone have a box like that? You're just afraid to look at it. <laughs> okay, we, we moved a couple years ago, and <laughs> those boxes in our garage, I don't know. They're just, they're just, I don't have a spot for them. I don't know what to do with them, and I'm afraid to look in them. So we moved from Moorhead to, or from a house that we lived in for seven years. So when you live in a house, the more space you have, the more stuff you have. So we put some of our stuff in a um, 
storage unit, and then we moved into the apartment. So while our stuff was in the storage unit, we picked up some new friends. Um, and they, those friends came with us to our house and to our garage. And they decided that they wanted to live the bougie life. They got into our box of really nice dress coats. You know those pea coats that are kind of like woolish? They look nice. They have the collar. The buttons are on the side. And you're like, I look good today. You walk into work. <laughs> you walk <laughs> You walk into church. You're like, wow, I look good. You know, but it ended up in that box, in that storage unit. It didn't get opened for over a year. Was it really worth it? Was it really worth having those nice jackets to impress somebody that I didn't care about? Anyway, so this mouse, he decided to make a home of our nice pea coats and our nice jackets. And I don't know why it's upsetting because it was just sitting there. Like, it's my fault. I didn't take care of it. I didn't put it away. And so off to the dump it goes. So things are temporary. Those things that are in those boxes, are they really important? Or I can just not let them go. So that's what this verse is talking about. Things are going to get destroyed. Moth and rust and those little tiny creatures that want to find a home in your garage are going to destroy the things of this world. So when we look down, so we go to the next verse, verse 20 says, but store up yourselves treasures in heaven where there's not going to be moss, there's not going to be rust, there's not going to be uh, mice. Thieves are not going to break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your treasure is in the boxes in your garage, <laughs> that's where your heart is. I'm sorry, this is not me. This is the word of God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I have also have boxes in the garage. So I'm just, this is going to my heart too, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness. So if you don't know, um, we have a two-stall garage no cars with no cars in it. We also have, like, well, I'm okay. In our defense, we have, like, fun things like skis and things. We have, like, a business boxes in there. We have a motorcycle. But then we also moved in Grammy and Ashley. So they also have those boxes in the garage that they haven't opened. Things you might need. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. So, needless to say, our garage, I'd be pretty embarrassed if anyone came over and was like, hey, let me see your garage. <laughs> Anyways, that's where I throw also throw all the empty boxes that I want Zach to take to recycling. Just, just so you know, that's why they're in there. <laughs> I was not saving it. Uh, so, it doesn't mean you can't have nice things, right? It doesn't mean that you can't have a nice motorcycle in your garage or a nice peacoat, right? So, it's just talking about where is your heart at? Where are you placing your treasures? What is most important in your life? So, 
for me, I could say I could easily be wrapped up in my work. Like my work is in my basement. I could easily just skip church and work and make money so I could buy more things, work some more so I could buy more things, right? And suddenly you become obsessed with stuff and you just have stuff everywhere. And the more you buy, the more you want. And it just becomes like an addiction almost. So, but this can be, I'm just using stuff as an example. It could be anything in your life. Like you, you know, it's in your heart. You know, it's in your life. That's not something that I can look into your life and be like, you know what, Sam, those rollerblades, they're just, they're hindering you in your relationship with God. Do you even own rollerblades? No, she doesn't even own rollerblades, right? So that's ridiculous for me to judge you on something you don't even have, right? <laughs> right? So you know in your heart what is taking up space. What is taking up space and preventing you from taking that next step with God? So um, two chapters earlier, we saw Jesus was calling his disciples. He was getting a group together so that they could go spread the gospel. So these were fishermen. This was their entire life. If you go back and you've probably heard the story about how the fishermen were out at sea um, and they weren't catching anything, etc., etc. So he calls them like, I will make you fishers of men instead. And so they left their boats and they left their livelihood. This was their job. This is how they made income. This is like, like they sold fish and things. They left it and followed Jesus. So we can see where their treasure was. They saw the importance of following him and spreading the gospel. So now if someone told me like, hey, I want to, or went out, we were moving here to Detroit Lakes, quit your job and follow Jesus. I'd kind of be like, eh. I don't know, like, I I kind of need a job. I kind of need financial security, right? You have to pay rent. You have to pay for food and things. So this isn't to, this isn't just a, like, let's all be lazy, quit our jobs, and live at the church kind of thing. Like, that's, that's not practical, right? So please do not mistake this here. But we can live our lives According to the word of God, we can live our lives to spread the gospel. We can live our lives in a way that shows Christ through us. So um, there is another story just a little bit further in Matthew where we see the complete opposite happen. So we see like the disciples, they were following Jesus. They were uh, telling people about him. We see miracles happening. We see things going on. It's exciting. So Matthew 19 and verse 16, we read about the rich young ruler. So he comes to Jesus. He's like, hey, what are, what's my next step? So Jesus goes into like, are you following the commandments? You know, and, and asking these questions like, I follow those all my life. I've been doing it by the book. And then he's like, what is next? So in verse 21, Jesus tells him, sell all you have and give it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. So we read on and how 
the ruler walked away because he had great possessions. Now, I think this story could have went an entirely different way. We don't even know his name. We don't know what happened to him after this point. But had he done what Jesus asked, I'm assuming his name would also be included with amongst the other disciples. He would have been following Jesus. He would have been telling people about the goodness of God. But unfortunately, he couldn't give up what God was asking him. He couldn't make room for Jesus in his life. So bringing that to today, what is God asking you to give up in your life to make room for him. So, um, going on to uh, verse 22, it says that the eye is the lamp of the body. So, if the eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? So what are you setting your eyes on? What are you setting your goals on? What are you setting your, your sights on? Is it the things of God? Is it, are you kingdom-minded? Are you praying? Are you fasting? Or is it on the darkness? Is it on the things of this world? The things that will deteriorate, the things that will pass away, that moth and rust will destroy. So, verse 24, it goes on to say, No one can serve two masters, since he will either hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. So, you can't serve God and money. Um, remember, this is in the Bible. <coughs> this is not me. <laughs> so, I'm not talking about your money. It's the Lord. <laughs> So, you can't serve God and money, but this is also applicable to other things in our life. Uh, you can't serve God and um, idols. You can't serve God and addictions. You can't serve God and um, shopping. You can't serve other God and something else. So, what does that look like in your life? What does that look like in your heart? So, the other day, the other... Uh, um, must have been a couple of Bible studies ago. We talked about um, how Moses went up to the mount to talk to God, and he was going to get the commandments, right? And um, they were at Mount Sinai, I believe, and you see there was thunder and lightning and clouds. Like, it was not mistakable that God was there, and Moses had gone up there, their leader, and the Israelites decided during this 40 days, they were going to take their jewelry, all their golden things, and build themselves a calf to worship. Now, I don't know about you, but 40 days is quite a short time to lose focus on what God has for you. So if you missed that Bible study, that was a great Bible study. Um, Ashley did it awesome job on going into that story, but the point of it was Moses came down from the mountain. He was carrying the Ten Commandments, and here the people were already worshiping another god. They had already set their sights on something else that wasn't intended for them, that wasn't of God. 
So they were focused on darkness. They were focused on the things of this world. They were focused on material things instead of the things of God. And the story goes on. Moses gets so mad, he throws the commandments on the ground. So they didn't have, like, you know, electronic stuff or paper and pen. Like, this was like a stone. He probably had to, like, etch. You know, it took some time. He was gone for 40 days. So he got so mad. And then he has to go back up the mountain and redo it all. And so um, this is not a new thing. We can see this happening in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So that's why God is reminding them, you know, don't make idols. Don't have another God. Don't let anything come before me. Set God as the center of your life. So there are many, many, many things that can hinder our relationship with God. Um, like I said before, like only you know in your heart. Right now, if you're thinking of this message, I'm sure there's maybe something, maybe nothing in your life that you're like, okay, I really need to, I need to get rid of this thing in my life, whether it's an activity, whether it's an item, whether it's something, whatever it is. Maybe it's you're watching TV too much and you're not spending time in the Word of God. Maybe um, maybe it's money and you're focused on your job instead of going to church on Sunday or whatever it is. Maybe you have a negative balance in your account and you're like, I wish I had money <laughs> to be my God. You know, like, we've all been there, right? We've all had that negative balance. Is it just me? <laughs> just me? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> we went there together. <laughs> we spend too much money on possessions and had a negative account or something. But, anyway, so, uh, it's a really great example of how possessions can become your God if you're, you're not taking care of being due diligent uh, with your finances that God has given you. So let's take a really hard look this week. Let's take a really hard look at our lives. What is taking up space in my life that doesn't need to be taking up space? I need to make room for God in my life. So what, what's taking up space in my mind? What's taking up space in my life? Is there something that needs to be cut out? So, uh, when we moved from Moorhead, so Moorhead was a little bit different than Detroit Lakes. They would have this, um, it was called Weekly Cleanup Week. And uh, did you guys have that at Holly at all? Or anything where you can throw everything on the curb? And they come to, it's amazing. And we come to Detroit Lakes and we're like, where, hey, when is that like cleanup week where you can get rid of everything and they just take it for it? And like, no, like, you have to go to the dump. And we're like, why is this town so bougie? Nobody has junk around here. <laughs> so we, in Moorhead, every spring, we would open the garage door, and we would get rid of all the things we collected from that year. Those boxes, those random pieces of wood. You're like, where did this come from? Like, I don't know where this came from. It's going in the trash. So all that stuff. Every year we would clean it out, we would sweep it out, we would evaluate what do we really need and what needs to go. What is taking up space and what is 
Like, what do we actually need? Do we actually need these tools? In yeah. <laughs> do we actually need five drills? You might have to do it by yourself. <laughs> I'm just speaking on you, Zach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, so, we had to make room for the important stuff in our garage, get rid of the recycling, get rid of the garbage that was just building up. So, come to Joy Lakes, and it's just been building up in our garage, because they don't have clean up week, and we have to go to the dump now, and it just, it takes a whole Saturday, guys. <laughs> it just, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, if you're ever, like, bored, and you're like, oh, Michelle, I'd, I'd love to clean out your garage. That would be awesome. So, anyways... So we would get rid of stuff, and it would be clean, and it would be awesome. But pretty soon, those boxes would start piling up again. The garbage would start piling up again. It was just like our life. We have to take time to evaluate every so often what's taking up space in my life. Where is the garbage coming from? Where can I stop it from coming back into my life? What is separating you from God, what is separating you from taking that next step? So, um, what needs to be thrown to the curb and what needs to stay? Is prayer and fasting staying in your life, or are you setting it on the curb for the garbage man to pick up, or are you keeping those empty boxes in your life and just taking up space that it doesn't matter? So, when we read in the Word of God about God and his possession and our possessions, it's important to really take a look. Take a look at what's important to us, what's important to God. And we can, when we read the word of God, we can see what's important to him. We can see what he's wanting uh, to have in our life. Um, and that includes prayer and fasting and telling others, about about him and telling him telling them about the gospel and if that's at your job or if that's at school or wherever you are if that's on your social media um i wonder if we could just all stand together today can we just take some take a minute to um just take a minute to evaluate our lives and what God is wanting for us. Only you know what's in your heart. Only you know what you are setting your eyes on today. God, I pray that you would touch us today, that you would lead us and guide us, like show us what you would have for us. What is taking up space in my heart that's not important? What's taking up space in my mind that's not godly, that's not of you, that's not of your will, God? Help me to be kingdom-minded. Help me to make room for you in my life. God, we thank you for what you're doing. I just encourage you today to take a minute and really evaluate what God is wanting for you in your life.
because it's real hard to pray, God, let your will be done in my life. Because so many times the possessions of our life possess us. And that becomes who we are. And we find our identity in things and people and, and, and feelings. And the reality is our identity was defined by Jesus Christ as he hung on the cross for us. My identity is found in him. Not in who I was, not who, I, who I'll be, but who God says that I am. I've got to lay some things down in my life. Just to share with you before we go today. As she was preaching, I started thinking about the times in my life where I was wronged by people. And I was struggling with it. And I still struggle with it today. That when I get to that forgiveness part over there, it kills me because I pray, God, help me to forgive those that have wronged me even though they may not even know it, even though they may not even be able to say that they're sorry, help me to forgive them. It's real hard to forgive sometimes, and there are some things that I carry in my life that I struggle, some boxes in my life that I can't get rid of. And so it's so important, don't let those things, because that unforgiveness becomes bitterness, and it begins to fester, and you get a mouse. <laughs> It's messing up your pico. <laughs> I'm thankful for that message today. It ministered to me. Don't hold on to things that God wants out of our lives. That's why prayer, fasting, seeking Him is so important. Because it matters what how He views us. Not how we view ourselves and how others view us. God, I pray that you would touch us. God. That you would strengthen each and every one of us. That you would move in our lives, God. God, I pray that you would minister to us, God. That you would keep us as we go throughout this week, God. That you would strengthen, God. That you would keep, God. That you would help us develop a desire to grow deeper in you in prayer and fasting, reading the word, God, seeking you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell someone hello. Give someone a high five. Love every one of you. God bless each of you. Have a great week. Jackie, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you.
we're gonna we're gonna sign the performance uh, for the hour of play, but uh, we won't do it here. So really, the fact that we can work on closing the research is not going to but we can just know that we'll be playing on the other things. So that works.
What I do, I usually get it, and I got it was it's just me and my daughter. But they got me down as me and my two daughters and my son. So I get all the right? So much bigger than what I do, I don't give it away. But I don't like it. I don't do it. I'll give it to
Sick. No, I was taken. Oh, it's still